0: In episode 42, we discussed the week that was, including an angry, say what, battle. Uh, we're going to talk about John Piper and his uh, admonition for the vaccine. Uh, we've got a call in your shot focusing on the NBA, uh, a new version of trivia, and a look at our favorite OT Bible passage on prayer in Fix Your Eyes. Welcome to Six in the Mix. Wait. A band of brothers talking faith, family, sports, and politics. Join us on our journey. Again, welcome to episode 42 of Six in the Mix. Uh, again, please drop comments, topic suggestions on our Facebook page. Probably the best way to get a hold of us. Uh, if you enjoy this, uh, share it with a friend. Uh, we had a faithful listener that had reached out to us about uh, our alcohol and the believer. Uh, the Fix your eyes session, and hopefully you saw us post that Uh she was asking that uh, this would this would help with a conversation with a friend, and that's exactly what we want these podcasts to do. Hopefully, uh, uh, you'll be able to smile a bit, laugh a little bit, but also uh, encourage you in your walk with Christ. So, please, uh, please use these uh, in a way uh, to help and share with friends as well. Uh, but let's get into it. The week that was, and we're going to start it off, gang, with an angry say what battle. There's been a lot of anger and frustration about some topics, um, and so I've got a I've got a three way. Uh, This is a three-way battle, and it's more uh, along the lines of angry and frustrated. So uh, let's get into it.
1: As many as, as one in three emergency responders in some cities like Chicago, Los Angeles, right here in Baltimore, are refusing to comply with city vaccine mandates. I'm wondering where you stand on that. Should police officers, emergency responders be mandated to get vaccines? And if not, should they be stay at home or let go? Yes and yes. The two things that concern me. One are those who just try to make this a political issue, freedom. I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID. What
2: are you talking about, mister?
1: And I understand Greta's frustration and anger, which is, I feel the anger, same anger.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: People are getting in the way.
2: What are you talking about, mister?
1: We have fewer
3: democracies in the world today than we did 15 years ago. Fewer! Not more, fewer. What are
2: you talking about, Mister? All
0: right, so we've got a three-way battle. A little bit of anger and frustration there. What? Uh, what say you?
3: Well, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with the first one that you played. That town hall was was just another uh, demonstration of of. Uh, entertainment at its finest i mean that was that was fantastic i loved every minute of it it was fun Mm -hmm. to watch i was had popcorn by my side i think i spilled a couple drinks on me i was laughing so hard i mean i think it was a a grade a comedy routine and uh, i don't know if it was a bit or what but it was fantastic cnn top notch um I would also like to know where they filmed that because I think they might have been in China because I swear every all the people were clapping and hooting and hollering for the for, for that freedom after that freedom uh little uh spiel he gave. Yeah. Uh, it was unbelievable. I was like, where who are these people and where do they <laughs> where are they coming from? And <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It was just out of control. So I'm going with number
0: one. So Don, you're, you're telling me you were one of 17 live viewers <laughs> of the Biden Town Hall. That's amazing.
3: it was. I stat. was count me in.
0: <laughs> I think uh third season of Saved by the Bell had about a hundred times more uh, viewers, you know, on Nickelodeon
2: than you know. <laughs> Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, I'm with I'm with Don. Number one for me is the winner. I mean, if we were measuring this segment on pure anger, I'd say number three, uh, he seemed really fired up. And I, I don't know how accurate that is about less democracies now. I, I, I just don't know the answer to that. But number one, and the fact that we're trying to answer the question freedom, and he's mocking people wanting freedom as the mm-hmm. president of the United States, that, that is very concerning to me.
0: Jeremy in the Great Hall, what do you say?
1: Yeah, I I, I'm I'm with number one as well. Although I do want to comment on Carrie, um, and Greta and the anger. I you know is there anger like a soft anger, and is it cuddly or or exactly what anger is is Carrie trying to you know demonstrate there I, I wanted to vote for him but i, I really just to give me a, enough you know girt there to, to do anything with and i almost wanted to give regard a hug or him a hug just because they needed one you know i i don't know but yeah number one yeah, it's just crazy i didn't even, i didn't watch the town hall i didn't even know it was happening until afterwards i saw a news release on it so maybe i should go back and watch it because i i have heard a few things about it that's just ridiculous but anyway yeah what's new
0: I'm actually going to go for uh, Mr. Kerry. I think uh, Mr. Kerry takes the cake, and it's so there wasn't a lot of context behind that clip. He's preparing to head to Glasgow, Scotland, for two weeks. Uh, there's a big uh, you know climate change crisis summit for you know the whole world summon the whole world to this thing, um, and so he was commenting on that. But I, Jeremy, a little bit along your lines is it's just this like accepted soft-spoken yes we're angry we're frustrated (laughs) but we're in control and i just can't believe everybody else is not going along that's for me is the most frustrating thing like it's just accepted and if you're not angry you know or not along with my view of it, then it's then then you're you know you're hated you're angered you're you're spat upon it's it's crazy so all righty let's get uh Let's get back. Uh, Want to get just your, your guys' take? We, you know, obviously, you know, I'm pretty still pretty high in the Vikings, but um, it has been. I don't think forever. I don't think there's ever been a time where the Timberwolves and the Wild have started off as hot as they are. I think the Timberwolves are two and zero. The Wild dropped their first game. I think tonight, or they were down last time I checked, but I think they're still four and one. The Timberwolves are two and zero. There's a lot, of, a lot of hype and excitement in the uh, Twin Cities. What do you guys say about that? With our uh, other, other less, uh, less popular winter sports teams.
2: Yeah, I, I'm not a hockey uh, fan. I, I should be having grown up in the state. My brother, he's always liked hockey. But I'm, I'm actually kind of excited about the Timberwolves uh, this year. They certainly, last year, they had some pieces. We had a great rookie. Uh, we had, of course, Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo um, Russell but they dealt with injuries. And if these guys can stay healthy, what what really encouraged me, I've watched a little bit of them this week, they're playing defense and they look really energetic on offense. I mean, if they can put these things together, I'm, I'm excited to have cable at least for a year or two now. So that that will be, it'll give me something to do once in a while on a winter night instead of freeze with the 20 below temps we'll have in a couple of months.
3: (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned that. Ryan, because the de- on the defensive side of things, because uh, uh, that uh, yesterday, last night's game was definitely won because of their defense, and that's something we never saw and never saw in previous years. So um, so that's what makes me want to tune in and, and, uh, and take a look at these guys more. Um, so if I can get past the, uh, the woke, wokeism of the NBA, I, I might try and, uh, try and pick up a few more games.
0: That's yeah, cool. I think the Wild have had a lot of, you know, promise over the last several years, but they always start off so horribly. So it's good to see him get off on the right foot, you know. You know, Minnesota's a hockey town, man. It'd be great to bring a title a title back. So hopefully we do that. Um one more last one one last question in the week that was Ryan, how did your dynasty fantasy football matchup play out
2: today? And who were you playing? <laughs>
3: Yeah. So thanks, uh,
2: thanks for asking a timely question as well. I just, uh, I got a text message a little while ago. You all may know Ethan uh, formerly, or currently at six in the mix uh, podcast member. He, uh, he beat me in, uh, in our matchup this week. And honestly, he, he had career days from every one of his guys. And I, I felt pretty good going into the matchup. I did not get, here's the kicker of the five skill position, the running back wide receiver combinations I had five guys plugged in there. I did not get one rushing or receiving touchdown out of any of them. Ouch! And it's 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 hard to win. The closest thing I had was Derrick Henry threw a touchdown pass today. So, that's just how it went. And so, what do you, what do you do? That's that's the
0: that
1: is the saddest news I've heard all day. I so, I know. Did you actually say I lost? Did you say those words? I lost. A, am I supposed to? I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't know if our listeners or just me like hearing you say that. I, I don't know.
2: <laughs> I, what I wonder is, yeah, do I guess our, it's me. <laughs> do our listeners get enough joy out of me saying that? Or is it Look. just you three clowns?
3: He is the commission. He is the commissioner. So technically, he probably will not win a, lose a game this year. So let's be honest.
2: Right, I, I probably could adjust some scoring what? in the matchup. That's not a bad idea, Don. Thank you. I forgot about that
1: option. Well, here we go. Codes and buttons. We'll, here we go.
2: We'll call that the Arizona audit option. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Love you, Eve love you man yeah
0: way way to go ethan everybody reach out to ethan if you know him and thank him for a, a, a well timed beatdown beat down of our, our our friend and colleague ryan so all right good stuff uh that that'll wrap it up for the week that was going to turn it over to don for uh kind of the main topic
3: well gentlemen um a little excited about this topic here i think it was uh, uh earlier in the week i texted this out to you guys and our our uh good friend john piper um the uh, uh, former pastor of Bethlehem Baptist for about 33 years. Um, I know Matt attended John Piper's church for a few years. Um, John Piper is definitely one that has uh, uh, been on my pod or in my podcast podcast uh, uh, list, and have listened to a number of his sermons through the years. And uh, he uh, he is also the founder. And, te- and a teacher at desiringgod.com. Uh, Pastor that Piper. Dot should, org. Dot org. I'm sorry. Yes. And so uh, he, uh, he, he released an article on the 19th. Um, and the article name um, was A Reason to be Vaccinated Freedom. And uh, he starts out his his column by saying, my aim in this article is to encourage Christians to be vaccinated and if they can do so with a good conscience and a judicious medical warrant. So gentlemen, I I, I sent this out to you guys and I am dying to know what your guys' thoughts are on the article. Did you have a chance to read it? And included in your answer, what are your thoughts about... Our spiritual leaders, dare I say, or people we look to in the uh, Christian setting, in the Christian realm, as far as outspoken um, theologians, um, uh, ministers of the faith. Uh, how do you feel about them uh, wading into the waters, if you will, of uh, of something so politically? Maybe politically charged, even if it maybe should or shouldn't be. So, uh, with that in mind, if anybody, I don't want to put you guys on the spot. If anybody has some comments right away, go ahead and jump in. Ryan, go ahead.
2: (laughs) You win. You win.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Ryan's the winner. You you
0: found something to win at today.
2: super super i yeah i'm happy i'm happy to share my thoughts i'm guessing i probably will be the uh for the first time in my life the odd duck in the group but that's fine um i did read the article down i I didn't read it until yesterday and so thanks for thanks for sending that out i I did see some other people on maybe social media mentioning it 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 did fire up um a good share of, of folks i know on on social media and probably a good chunk of our listeners, uh, knowing some of those folks out there, uh, they probably were not thrilled with what uh, Piper shared. I, I read through it going into the article. I, I was having some concerns because, you know, frankly, I've not always agreed with what John Piper says, though I respect him. I think he's had great influence um, on, on Christian culture and he's been uh, a really important voice over the last several decades having said that, uh, back to this article, I, I, I really liked it. Uh, I thought it was, um, uh, well-written and anytime you talk about freedom, which is part, I think Don, you mentioned is part of the title and a theme throughout it, I'm usually on board with freedom. Uh, just as I was <clears throat> when I was talking about, uh, the, the Biden clip that you played Matt, where he was almost mocking freedom in America. And so going into the article, based upon some of the responses I had seen, I I almost was sensing there was going to be more of a push, like, hey, Christians, go get vaccinated, you've got to do this, this is going to be good for you to do. And I I didn't, I didn't gather that out of the article. Uh, He said, it's got to be an individual person's choice, if you can do it with a clear conscience. And that uh, sounds a lot like uh, Romans 14. And I I was in total agreement with him and I appreciated it because I feel like the bulk of the Christian voices I hear are more anti-vaccination than they are pro-vaccination. And if you recall, I am pro-vaccination, though I don't want mandates. I, I, I want people to be able to decide, to look at the data, look at the evidence and say, okay, this makes sense. I think this might help me have a healthy outcome if I'm exposed to COVID. Uh, so I, I wanna say thank you to uh, John Piper uh, for at least putting it out there. And, and maybe it, it opened up some Christians who were pretty closed off and almost feeling like this is part of um, the end times that we're going to have, we're getting the chips in our bodies and every all these spike proteins that are being inserted are going to turn into chips, whatever the the fear has been. I hope that um, alleviated some of those fears. So I, I did appreciate the article.
3: All right, thanks, Mike. Jeremy, what do you think?
1: Well, I'm, I'm gonna address maybe the, um, your leadership delving into some of these things, that, that, that part of it, because maybe I, I kind of sit in a leadership role and that, that kind of speaks to me. I, f- I find this, whether it's Piper in this situation or whether it's any type of world problem, um, that a, any leader that steps out and starts to lead, um, is very circumspect to criti- high criticism, and a maybe a not a fair evaluation for maybe some of the things that they said, or or things they do, or practice, or whatever the case may be. In this situation, um, Piper writes an article, and I think his his attempt and the things that he was trying to do was was trying to. Um, bring people to um, a little bit more of maybe a knowledge base, and to yes, give them um, some some encouragement. However, um, I know that I know that there are in in today's political climate, it's almost impossible to see things without that lens. And I am like like Ryan. I'm all for freedom. I want to be able to choose to either vaccinate or not vaccinate. I want to be able to choose to pray in school or not pray in school. I want to be able to choose to to pledge to the flag or sing the national anthem. I, I want to be able to choose to do those things and have the freedoms to do those things. At the same time, if I'm a leader and I go through with something, let's say I go get vaccinated because I'm not. And I'm not anti-vax, I am pro-freedom. If you would like to get vaccinated, go ahead. Right now I'm choosing not to and it's because I've had COVID twice. So I've, I've got stuff in my bodies already. Anyway, um, but if if I were to go and and um, present that to, let's say my school and church and whatever and kind of push that um, to lead in that direction with saying, hey, I did it, it's okay. And, and maybe kind of give some of those safety nets um, leadership always is, is prone to being, being a target and being, you know, being, um, have darts thrown at you. And it can come both ways. Uh, it can come from good and bad. Um, all that to say, if I'm, if I'm a leader, I can share my personal experience and say, this is my personal experience, but it doesn't have to be yours. It's just what I chose to do. And here are the reasons why. That's great. If it's a push and a ploy to go beyond that, I think you're doing exactly the opposite of what you've aimed to do with trying to say, Hey, look, this is, this is what you should do. You know what I'm saying? There's just a very fine line there that I see. And I couldn't quite tell which side necessarily he really wanted to be on because there's the freedom side and there was, Hey, this is, this is some, you know, some information to maybe not, you know, be so upset or scared or whatever, you know, just some information about these things. So anyway, I, I'm, I'm thankful he has the ability to write and, and has the freedom to do so. I'm also thankful that I have the ability to evaluate those things for myself and agree or disagree. And if a leader comes to the point where he says, or what he says and what he writes, and you have to believe that, if it's, you know, not based, it's just a, it's just a decision not based in truth or biblical truth or whatever the case may be, then there's something that has tipped the scale to no longer is a freedom of choice. It's now, Hey, follow me just because I, I, I I'm a leader and you need to follow me. Um, I, I don't, I don't want to follow somebody who is, and I'm not saying this about Piper. I'm just saying in general, I don't want to follow somebody and I'll name our president who says, do this because, I wanna know why I'm doing something. I wanna have the decision based on my own uh, situation. And and this is quite frankly, I think what our forefathers designed this country to be. And I do not wanna give that up. I, I don't wanna give that up. And so even in things like this, yeah, I, it, it didn't necessarily hit me the best.
3: Appreciate that, Jeremy. Good thoughts, good thoughts. All right, Matt.
0: Yeah, so I it, this is it was great that you sent this out, Don, because I, I feel like I'm maybe uniquely qualified to to comment on this for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, our family just got done having COVID, so that's why we've not had a podcast out for a little while. So it uh, it started with me that we know of at least. I was the first person who tested positive, and then it just the dominoes fell, and it was about uh, two two to three weeks of uh, just working through the whole the whole household. So. We're coming off COVID, and obviously, um, you know, I think it's interesting. I'm not sure if I've communicated this well on the podcast. Originally, I'd said I was going to clearly get the vaccine, right? This is, this is what I'm doing. Had, a, had started getting gout flare-ups and decided to hold off on that, and I've still not been vaccinated. So we got covid um thoughts as you're going through COVID, it's not fun as and should i have gotten vaccinated uh i think those are natural things to think about so i'm just coming off the COVID thing and then john piper writes an article uh you know we went to church for about five years and so i had a chance to um be actually fairly close with him as i was a uh, you know, performer on the worship team you know, get a chance to pray with him before the services and really see his heart so i uh you know i i've got a i guess a soft spot in my heart i got a high level of respect for him um his approach and so i'll answer your first question don about leaders you know branching out on that i think not every pastor needs to have a political stance on everything i think piper's got a unique um you know setting as one of the you know kind of one of the the leaders i suppose of this era in christendom and so he's got a way of communicating and provoking good thought among the church and when i first read through the article I was like, man, that's classic Piper. I'm just, I was just kind of blown away and just thinking through stuff. And I said, you know what? I better go back and give it a second read. And I read through it a second time. And I, though I, again, enjoyed the challenge to get into the word, which is always good. There was a phrase near the end that really, and I think Jeremy, you kind of, you hit it really well. Like a, a leader has to be very careful that what he's saying is not like, manipulative in a sense whether intentionally or unintentionally as a leader you've got to know that but he had a phrase at near the end and he said your conscience is increasingly clear period it says get vaccinated i think that is a very poor uh very poor approach because there's a lot of people who trust in piper and would not you know they might relinquish their own beliefs their own thoughts and say well you know, I, I should get vaccinated. Piper's saying, you know, he's kind of my conscience. No, Piper's not any of our consciences, <laughs> you know, that we, we are our own. And I think that was, right. that's the thing that jumped out to me is really, you know, dare I say irresponsible. I I, I think he took it too far and and was, he, he, he entered into the manip- manipulative part of it. So I don't think you throw the baby out with the bathwater. I think there's good thought through that throughout the article, but for me, when you close that and you really kind of flex your leadership and and the respect that people have in you and and try to say hey i'm your conscience and you know what it says like that's 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 not right that's not right
3: yeah good thoughts good thoughts guys yeah um well i guess uh yeah for my thoughts i think um when i first read it uh i felt a little uneasy and um i think uh having read through it it just didn't seem to sit right with me at first read. Um, Now I think that's something that I've been conditioning myself these last uh, few months, uh, if not year conditioning myself, not to believe everything I read now, because it seems like you're getting thrown misinformation from all over the place. And, and I think um, truthfully, I think that's the Holy spirit in me just giving me some discernment saying, you know, I'm, I'm, being very cautious and I'm, very, I'm and i'm trying to listen and like jeremy said you mentioned that jeremy said um there's a, a little bit of this ambiguity uh in the piece you like you're, is he on this side Is he on that side and that really really bothers me um you know he he ventured into this uh into this voyage all about a year ago with about the election and how we should he was going to be voting for biden and uh and not trump um, you know, he, he has, a, he has these times where he, he, he ventures into that, into that sphere. And, um, I really, like I said, just dis, was disillusioned with the ambiguity amb, man, that's a tough word ambiguity of the piece. Um, and it felt like it was like a, a little sleight of hand by, by on intentionally he put in there. Um, I also, um. I also didn't like the stats that he used to defend his position. Uh, The stats he used, well, let's be honest, uh, the opening lie where he said nearly all COVID-19 deaths in the US are now in people who weren't vaccinated. Now that alone made me want to delete my internet history because I felt like I was looking at porn because that's just wrong. That's just wrong. And you know, when that, when my, when my, when that, when that Holy spirit starts working in you, you start to feel that way. And, um, and you don't want to, you don't want to go any further. Um, It's, it's proven inaccurate just, but in the, the previous day, uh, the, the day before the release of the article, the former CDC director, Dr. Robert Redfield, it's quoted saying 40% of recent COVID deaths in the state of Maryland were among people who are fully vaccinated. His article was from May 1st. When was the, uh, the you know, the, we we haven't had time to adequately look at the numbers for vaccination at that point. So his premise is clearly off right from the beginning. And if the vaccine was working so well, why would we be pushing a booster so hard? I just think that the data on the vaccine right now is just so rapidly evolving in this time that we have. And it's just non-transparent. Anyone who claims to be an expert about it is lying. And it was just really sad. I mean, what, what planet is Johnny Pipe Dream living on? at this point here. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I, it's <laughs> sick. It's sad. It's sad to me for him to, to kind of go down this route. Um, I was, I was mowing my lawn on Thursday and listened to a podcast, uh, Steve, the Steve day show. And, uh, in the second hour of the show, I didn't even realize he was going to do this, but he did, he did read the article through. Um, and <laughs> I don't know if anybody's heard of Steve days. He's on the blaze network. Um, but, uh, he's, a but he couldn't even get through the piece. He w- and he is a staunch, staunch uh, supporter of John Piper. He's listened to hours and hours. He grew up with John Piper and um, he was he was very disappointed, uh, to say the least in in what he what he, uh, what his thoughts were. Um, but having and, I, and also and address my own question, should leaders be should wade into these waters? Um, I think they should, especially when, it is contradictory to uh, scripture, whether it be through lies that are being told to us, or um, like pro-abortion or, or, or like abortion ide- uh, ideologies and things like that. I think I think we very much need to see our Christian leaders take part in these discussions because we look to them for that, when it, especially when it contradicts the Word of God. Now, I also want to take this opportunity too, because as you know, guys, we've been off for a few weeks, and I've had nothing but time. and uh, And had a week off from work. I've been reading. I've been looking at things, and I've just been chomping at the best bit to to jump on the podcast here. So let me let me uh, let me let me get. Why don't you guys gather around the fireplace here? And I want to I want to say a few things. So first thing is. <laughs> let me be let me be clear and i do not say this uh cavalierly i truly believe this and it is truly my understanding we are being lied to we are intentionally uh being deceived and i didn't want to give into this conspiracy like feeling or thinking um but this is no longer a conspiracy this is a fact conspiracies are based on theories and this is not a theory this is a fact And it is all on us. um, It's all on us as Christians to roll up our sleeves and figure this stuff out. And I know you guys are going to be rolling your eyes at me saying, okay, here goes Don on his latest conspiracy theory, rabbit hole. And uh, Mm -hmm. remember when Don went on the stump and claimed that we were all in a color revolution and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, the color revolution. I believe it now more than ever. Um, Please prove to me where I was way off on that. But what I am claiming, I don't say, as I said, cavalierly, I spent hours reading and finding the truth for myself. And, I, and that's the only way people are going to come to the same conclusions is if they do the work. And, and uh, I'm not going to convince anybody with this podcast. You have to dig into it. You have to digil- diligently take the time, read a book, Research the internet. There is a treasure trove of information out there just waiting to be found because these people are so brazen enough that they've left, tra- left trails out there for us to find. Let me get into the repurposed drugs. Repurposed drugs, hydro- hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, are in the news right now, especially ivermectin with Joe Rogan and all that. Those repurposed drugs, in the eyes of big pharma, those, they don't make money for them, right? They do not make a penny off of those anymore because they've been through the system. They make money on the vaccines. And if these drugs work like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, then emergency use authorization is not needed, right? So AstraZeneca, Johnson, Johnson, Pfizer, Moderna, they, they, they wouldn't be lining their pockets right now and public health officials like dr fauci and agencies like the cdc who nih they're all in on this combine this with the globalization ideologies that the leaderships people like bill gates Klaus schwab of the of the world economic forum and and I know you guys are. He's like, careful, Don. He's going down the complete global conspiracy aspirations. Here we go. Buckle up. But no, all these leaders they use what they call the noble lie to pillow their heads at night. What is a noble lie? A noble lie is used to further a higher purpose. That's how they justify it. Just last week, we had the NIH conf- have a confirmed have confirmed in a letter that the U.S. tax dollars, my money and your money, went to gain a function research at the Wuhan lab in China. Our federal tax dollars. Fauci lied, and our federal tax dollars paid for COVID-19. And I haven't even mentioned China yet. And you guys remember, we discussed China as who's our greatest threat, whether it be China or Civil War. Well, I think it turns out it's both. Both are the correct answer. And while we're debating pronouns on TikTok and CRT and and mask mandates at at school board meetings, we have a government that believes they all know better. And we are too stupid to disassociate uh, fact from fiction. Just think about it. We live in a world where the president of the United States defines freedom and laughs at it. And his, his definition of basically of freedom is the ability to live freely as long as you comply with his policies. We live in a world where a, fl- a three-legged labradoodle has more rights and more protection than an unborn child. We live in a world where our children are required to wear a mask to go to school, despite the irrefutable proof that they will likely die of cancer a car accident. God forbid suicide before they die of COVID-19. We live in a world where we have a mentally ill four-star general commissioned to the U S health and services named Rachel Levine. Do you guys see that? Just discouraging, just discouraging. I thought it was, I thought it was another bit. We are living in this information war and it's a war of deceit and deception. It, it, that those are the weapons of mass destruction and our country is becoming a nation of built on lies the lies of anthony fauci health and media organizations the lies of our politicians in order to advance their narrative it's just like a big snowball it's never going to end i was watching i had a chance well i i watched i don't know if you guys have watched the hbo series called, called chernobyl hbo does a few good things uh, once in a while and um Band of Brothers is one of them. I Love that mini series about World War II, um, and they did a series, uh, a mini series on Chernobyl. It was an actual document docu series, if you call, and it's a six episode six episodes about the the uh, nuclear disaster in 1986 um, happened in Russia. Of course, we all know about. Obviously, that not a lot, a whole lot of information on that that we, but that that mini series I that I just watched open my eyes to something. The protagonist in the uh, series, it's called a Russian, he's a Russian science name, uh, the very Legasa. And he was was the one that was in charge to go and figure out what happened. He was a scientist. And he had to make a choice towards the end because he could either continue to lie for Mother Russia or tell the truth and expose the regime for who they are and perhaps initiating the actual fall of the Soviet Union, which uh, General uh, Secretary Gorbachev um, believed to be the case years later. And in the last episode, two years after the disaster, they're in the trial. It's basically a show trial in front of cameras and everybody in the world. And he goes off script, much to the KGB chagrin, because he knows if he goes off script, he's either getting a bullet in the back of his head, or he's going to hard labor camp for the rest of his life. And he says this, And he's referring to his homeland, Russia, in this quote. He says, our secrets and our lies define us. When the truth offends, we lie and lie until we can no longer remember that it is even there. But it is still there. Every lie that we tell incurs a debt to the truth. Sooner or later, that debt is paid. And when I saw that, I was like, how fitting for today. And it's breaking my heart to think that pre-Cold War Russia and the United States of America are literally drawing closer and closer with each other and eventually intersecting at the point of dissolve and self-implosion. I'm sure Piper's big pharma check is in the mail. And then they're nodding in approval of his propaganda And they've got another shill to manipulate, but I've, I've, I, I am sure that, um, things are going in the wrong direction and I want to challenge three things. I'm going to leave with three, three challenges for you guys and our listeners. I said, first thing is seek the truth. We are held to a higher standard. Christians are held to a higher standard. fair, 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 fair or not. It's just the way it is. And not only do we depend on the truth for the scriptures, we know it inside it, we should know it inside it out, but we also need to admit that we can we can't seclude ourselves in a Christian bubble and ignore what's going on around us. God forbid there come a day when I have to make a choice of taking the vaccine or getting a paycheck from work. Because believe me, I will die on that hill and my conscience will be clear because the Holy Spirit helped me discern the truth. Second, don't comply. Just don't comply. It's one thing to say you will not fall in line. It's another thing entirely when you're relying 100% on God to protect you when the bullet starts flying. And lastly, find your voice. Figure out how the best way you can combat this. You may not be able to run for a school board. You might not be able to do a podcast. Um, you might not, you know, have that platform. But let me say this, don't be the silent majority cuz just maybe just maybe just by you speaking up saying you know I don't believe that it might encourage somebody else somebody like John Isaac in the NBA who's 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 found their voice and it has been awesome so that's my challenge you guys and and uh, I know I took a little longer than I probably sh- should deserve but uh, it's just been, it's just been on my heart and my mind these last few weeks, seeing what's happening in this world. And this vaccine mandate is a scary, scary road to go down. And I think it's even more scary um, with, with things like the great reset and things like that, that are happening that John Kerry and the climate change czar and Klaus Schwab uh, look into these things, please, please look into these things and, and search out the truth for yourself.
0: No, certainly some good interaction on that. We will have a link to the article, and then maybe even uh, a link or two, Don, for some of the things to maybe help us go pursue that. If uh, as we're as we're seeking the truth, too, just to kind of help uh, ourselves and our listeners as well. So, uh, good stuff. Uh, always be thinking. Always be digging. Uh, we're going to turn it over to Jeremy for uh, calling your shot.
1: All right, we got two questions tonight. One is who will be the NBA champions. Uh, for this season. And then secondly, which uh, we did dabble in just a little bit, um, will the Wolves make the playoffs? So two questions to answer uh, as far as this is concerned. So I'm going to start with Matt. You're going to go first, then Ryan and then Don. So that's our that's our order. All right. So who's going to win the NBA championship and will the Wolves make it to the playoffs?
0: Yeah, I probably feel the, the least qualified to comment on this. I've I've not followed the NBA much at all. I, I, I will. I'll probably pick uh, an emotional one but it won't be the one you guys think I <laughs> yeah it won't be the homer pick uh, but I, I really did want Phoenix to win last year and uh, thought they had a great team and um I yeah, was not pleased to see Milwaukee win at all Uh so I, I hope they they get a little fire from that and uh, they go and win the championship I think you know uh Nash it'd be great to see him win and, and just some of the young core that they have down there uh, so I'm, I'm going to pick Phoenix but that's that's more of a heart pick from last year uh, I don't know if it's going to translate to this year but I would love to see them uh win and I'm going to pick them wait did you say oh, Steve so Nash is still
2: playing no not
0: who am I thinking of Paul you're thinking of Paul yeah that's that's what I'm thinking of yeah I yeah. mean he, they're, Nash they're essentially for it Nash you know, one's white one's black the day, but, but they essentially got gotcha. the same I got gotcha. you they,
1: they, they play the same
0: game yeah. yeah. Hey, it I'm didn't back sound with right Jeff out, and but
1: Lucas and all the guys. That's, yeah. That's the COVID talking. I don't know. Ivermectin.
0: <laughs> ivermectin.
1: <laughs> which which by the way, we do have
0: ivermectin and iverexplorin in this house, so uh, it's been good. Nice. It, was, it was a journey, nice. a journey to get it, but we do have it. Um so, anyhow. Uh then oh, I got a second question. Will the Wolves make the playoffs? And it's hard to say. I mean, they, they start off 2 and 0, a lot of energy. Um have they gone through enough growing pains as a young team to make it in the West? <sighs> Is it just eight teams make it in the West? Or do they have like a play-in game? Does a play-in game count? Is just straight eight.
2: Straight eight, I think. It's eight. Ooh, man.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say they make the playoffs. All right. Sounds
2: fair. All right, Ryan, you're next. Well, I, I started thinking about this long and hard, and I said – First of all, to the question about the Timberwolves. Will they make the playoffs? I think they will. I know we just said it's early. Things have looked good, but the fact that they're playing defense and they've got young, young bucks who are blossoming as we watch them today, I'd like their chances to make the playoffs. And I know there are a lot of good teams in the West, so I will say yes to that. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, do I want to pick them to win it all? Or would that be too much like Matt? And just uh, as Jeremy, was it Jeremy or Don who said, a pipe dream? <laughs> the pipe pick them. Pick them.
1: You can oh, tell he wants to. I, I
2: I I started just playing this out in my mind. You know, the Lakers are one of those dream teams and, and they've been beaten, what, once or twice already this year. Well, they're getting and smoked. so. Yeah, so they're not a concern. And then I thought, well, Phoenix almost won last year. And I remember toward the end of the year, the Timberwolves beat them in Phoenix. So you can see how the calculations going. Do I? uh, No, I'm not going to pick the Timberwolves to win at all. I am actually going to agree with Matt. I'm going to pick Phoenix. And Jeremy, I know you're from Arizona. And so there's a good chance you might be picking Phoenix, but I'm going to say Phoenix because they, they were one of the teams that just destroyed the Lakers this week. Uh, they went into L.A. And, and, and just thumped them. And I'm, I'm with you. I, I hope Chris Paul gets a title. Devin Booker is one of the great scorers in the NBA. And DeAndre Ayton is one of the most underrated big men in the NBA. And uh, they, they were right there uh, doing, oh, of doing it last year. So I, I'm going to go with Phoenix.
3: All right, Don, you're up. Question. Is Chris Paul a dirty player or just a wily veteran? <laughs>
1: Wiley. Ooh,
3: Wiley?
0: He's, oh, he's wily, Absolutely. You think so? Mm-hmm.
3: Well, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I go back and forth with that guy because, because yeah, I, I, I think I just can't stand him at times, but I think... Uh, that was pretty, uh, you know that's 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 reaching back into the old uh, experience playbook and and pulling it on them. So I don't know I go back and forth. But yes, the Timberwolves will make the playoffs this year. I think they'll sneak in at eight, seven, or eight. And then I also think that the Lakers are gonna win the championship despite their torrid start fighting on the bench, they look like a complete debacle right now, but it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. They've got too much talent on that team to not win and uh they can't afford not to lose either so they um they have a lot riding on the line and i think man, that that roster is ridiculous it is just it is. absolutely ridiculous it's, and it yeah. it ticks me off it, it ticks me off more than anything um but um, yeah uh it they they they're they're, they're going to be the champions mhm can, All right. I, can, can, can I ahead. just
1: say
2: one thing, Jeremy, before you share yours? Sure. I, I did Absolutely. want to point this out as kind of a dark horse candidate because I think it's really cool. But the Utah Jazz actually have two guys named Rudy on their team. They've got Rudy Gobert and Rudy Gay. So if you if you like the movie Rudy, the great, great underdog movie, um, I, I think Utah could could be sneaky because they've got the most Rudys on their team. So Brilliant! That was a
1: terrible aside, but whatever. All right. Ter- um terrible move- take.
3: <laughs> terrible take. I heard Rudy, I heard Rudy Purpich is the uh, one of the owners. Brilliant!
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he heard Indiana's supposed to be good at college this year. You don't know. All right. I digress. So I was thoroughly thoroughly disappointed last season that the Phoenix Suns did not make uh, make that uh, that history of, of winning the title and because Phoenix Suns is probably the only professional team that I actually rooted for from the time that I, I grew up to to even today, because we didn't have, the Cardinals weren't there when I was a young kid. We didn't have hockey there. Baseball came in when I was a kid. So, I mean, all these teams like matriculated into Phoenix, which I have no idea why they weren't there in the beginning because of the weather, but whatever, the Phoenix Suns were there. And so when I knew that there was a chance, a chance for the Suns to make the finals and then they did, I was all in. I mean, my son and I, we're watching games. We are, you know, I mean, I felt like I was in the Don's, you know, Don's house, like before a baseball game or something. We're just getting ready, like, you know, finding our seats. It, it was just exciting. So I'm going with the Suns just because it's got to happen. I, I do want, I want Paul to get that that trophy. Booker is a great, a great um, player as well. Um, although I think he's still young and I, I think he's still got some development things to to go through with living near Milwaukee, um, there are, there are a lot of, you know, good things that are still happening there. And they've got some great talents. Giannis, of course, is just ridiculous. I mean, just watching him play, you can't just, you can't argue that he's not a good player. And to be honest with you, I do have respect for him as a player because they didn't go out and necessarily buy players to bring him in, to stack their roster. They did it more of a traditional way. So Mm -hmm. kudos to them for actually, you know, winning a championship, maybe restoring a little faith in the NBA from my perspective, but I do want the Suns to win. I'm gonna say that the Timberwolves, off to a great start, will not make the the actual playoffs. I don't think they're gonna do it. I I just think they are too young. I think there's there's kind of this. I've played on teams before, you guys know that sometimes when you just launch out of the gate and everything's going great, then all of a sudden it's just like all that energy just goes into a vapor and then you're left with injuries, you're left with kind of these problems. If they can hold it together, great. Yeah, I just don't see it in the in the uh, length of the season, the NBA season, that that's going to happen. So I'm actually going to put them out of the playoffs. The Suns win it all this year. So that's our calling your shot. Take it or leave it. We're going to throw it over to Ryan, and we're going to have uh, a new uh, spin on trivia.
2: All right. Thank you, Jeremy. And I guess it's proof that you haven't even watched the Timberwolves play uh, this year. Clearly, they are playoff bound. But I, I must say, We've got maybe some of our best consensus answers between those two questions for any calling your shot segment. So that's kind of neat. All right. So we are going to enter a new stage of trivia. If you all remember when we started trivia, Matt was giving us some questions related to music and Bible uh, for a while. And then uh, Don introduced us to the initials game. And now it's my turn to host trivia every time we do a podcast, which I'm looking forward to as much as I love competing This will be fun for me to be on the uh, creative side to come up with some good questions for uh, my fellow counterparts here. So I'm going to actually base it off the theme that that Matt had started and we're going to call this T cubed truth and tunes trivia uh on a on a podcast basis whether that's I weekly like biweekly. so yeah we're gonna we're gonna just call it we'll t cube or tee up t cubed and we'll get underway matt's gonna uh help us with the with the background music which is going to be from my great uh famous and and my favorite game show of all time jeopardy uh so we will have that as a backdrop and you know what that means guys that means you're going to have to answer in the form of a question so i'm going to give you a really? sentence oh yeah oh, oh yeah man we got to make Ooh. this legit so okay. you, you, it's going to cause some extra thinking, and I, I apologize for that. But I like um, it. This is a this is a curveball, a little bit of a curveball. Yep, I, I feel like maybe in some of our other contests, sometimes people have answered in the form of the question right without even thinking, because that's just how Jeopardy is, and that's what's ingrained in our thinking. Um, so if you guys are ready, I've got the three questions queued up. Uh, you all went to a Bible college with me, and uh, we probably have enjoyed at least similar styles of music. So I think you all have legitimate shots at each one of these. So here we go. And uh, Maestro, cue the music.
3: Oh, no, hold on, no, hold on, no, hold on. Oh,
2: boy. What do we got?
3: So we got three questions, right? We got, you got three questions. And we got three answer-ers. Yeah. Well, what, is there a tie Is there break? a tie, a tie yeah, great
0: question.
2: Uh, I was just going to cumulatively give points for each question. Uh, so Don, if you get all three, you would just end up with three, and just moving forward, you're sitting at three. Wait a sec. There's there's got to be a winner for tonight though. You you guys want you guys want a weekly winner? Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Well. Yes. Um, and. Sure. The cumulative. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yes. Right. I need I need something to propel me into my week with uh, <laughs> with the <a> win. <laughs> I need all the help I can get. Uh,
1: and I, I n- desperately need another loss in my life. So <laughs> let's just do this.
2: <laughs> All right. So here, here's what I'm gonna do for a for a, a clock. I, I know Don, when he would keep time, sometimes got a little shaky. He got a little uh, long in the tooth, as it were, with his timekeeping, especially when I was out of the equation. But uh, I, I'm gonna try. <laughs> I don't know remember- what you're talking about. That's what you're doing.
3: I don't know what you're talking about.
2: I'm gonna try to remember to do this. Uh, so I'm gonna basically do a count of five with my hand and then once the five's down the question's over all right so uh, are you counting up
0: to five or down to one
2: i'm gonna i'm gonna just do like this
0: going up really that typically a countdown if it's a if it's a trivia like five four three two you're counting up i think i got a lot more time
3: I don't think Ryan's athletically gifted enough to Correct. do that. I, I don't. Buy I don't have down. that kind
2: of dexterity. It's easier just to stick fingers up yeah. and pull them down. Hey, Plus, what he, am I trying to do? He has I, to
3: whistle. He has to whistle the tune as
1: well. So this is going to be a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> oh boy.
2: We're all in, we're all in trouble. Let's be let's be honest. Okay, so who's ready to enter a trivia contest where I am not going to win?
3: Oh yeah, there, I still here. don't. I still don't believe that there's some way you've rigged but, it so that you can win yeah. this. Well, I'm he not... already
1: did rig it. There's no, no winner. Yeah. He's like, you know, he's got three <laughs> questions, three people. Oh, so. no, I guess I like I won, don't know. know. <laughs> I
0: guess I'm going to write a
1: paper now and you know just publish it.
0: I'm with on conspiracies. I'm in.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right. Yeah, here you we ready? Go. Ready. Question number one. This reference owns the title of the longest verse in the Bible. Matt. Matt, go ahead. Uh, I believe that's Esther 8-9. That is correct. Matt is on the board. Longest wow. verse in the Bible, Esther 8-9. Well done, Matt.
1: Man, what came to my mind was the longest sentence in the Bible, and I was thinking Ephesians 1, but... Ah. Ooh.
2: Oh, like the prayer. Yeah,
1: good yeah. Yeah, i good need go. to store that one of the
2: memory banks okay matt is on the board and thank you matt you, using your name is how you buzzer in since we don't have those nice jeopardy buzzers so uh, oh good, good yeah board. see
3: i didn't know what to buzz in with <laughs> i didn't get the I, I, that's why so i didn't I know, answer no. so i, I thought me like either I, I pushed
1: my butt i pushed i'm going around too. the horn i
3: think that should be a practice yeah. question
1: we get we get points done we get wait a second I hate them.
3: Yeah, I everybody's even. a winner yep
1: I hate to trophy, tell myself number 1 did I answer in a question form? Oh, did I just say Esther like, What what is Esther 8, nine, eight nine. Don, I don't don, think I said don 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 Jeremy, don, Jeremy, don, don. Jeremy, Jeremy don. Don. I was clicking my buzzer. I got I, go go ahead, I didn't don. do the motions. <laughs> hey, your hands already down. You had five down. Nope, Rollins. <laughs> this, this, this is also awesome. a rousing start. <laughs>
2: Unbelievable. <laughs> All right, glad we'll, you we'll give Matt a little story. grace, okay? Give Matt a little grace, and, and I was too busy with my fingers to remember the question part. That's so appreciative, yep. Please, yep. Please give me
0: a little <laughs> grace to too.
2: Oh man, yeah, I should give you two points for honesty. That is I good agree. work.
3: Yeah, oh could, my I gosh, could. here we go. Oh we no, <laughs> no, here, yeah, we already got Matt joining sides with Ryan, and it's just never going to end. Now I've seen <laughs> this. I've seen this play <laughs> out before. It's it, we have no chance. I,
2: oh yeah, uh, I
1: know. <laughs>
3: It's like the two dark forces joined joined together to make it even darker <laughs> We got
1: not. socialism right here working at its you know beginnings. It's totally
2: it's, it's it's uh, where I will agree with you, Don. Is probably if I were to think of most similar music interests, it might be Matt and me. So yeah, so I'm gonna try and remember that. But nature is nature, you know. So for <laughs> each as he's chalking up the the, the count uh, all right <clears throat> question number two maestro this minor prophet might be considered the minorist of the minor prophets as it is the shortest book in the old testament don
3: don man what is it who is micah that is
1: incorrect. Okay. Jeremy, Jeremy, go ahead. Who is Who's Malachi? Incorrect.
2: Matt, Matt, go ahead.
3: <laughs> Zachariah. He didn't answer the former question. He's done. He's out. No. Nope. Yep.
0: Oh, I can't get this right. Yep. What is that was Amos? I got who into in five. It, it's is, not Amos. <laughs> 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 it's
2: incorrect. Even though it was not in a uh, question oh. format, the answer is really? our Fred Obadiah. Oh. Obadiah.
3: So be wearing Obadiah.
2: Okay, so I, I do have a third question, and I suppose if uh, Don or Jeremy gets it. The crowd has voted we need a a tiebreaker between these two. So I I I can make that happen. All right. So question (laughs) question number three. Here we go. Now we're switching gears. We're heading into music. All right. This song's second verse begins with the words unresting, unhasting, and silent as light. I can't answer music question. I got music playing in the background. Matt,
0: Matt, hold on a sec. Let me stop the music.
1: Uh, how
0: Matt? Uh, what is how Firm a foundation? Incorrect. We'll start
2: the timer again. Done. Don. Don.
0: I don't like the I don't like I don't like the hands. What
3: is too, too much pressure. <laughs> what is uh in Christ alone? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even need him to tell me that.
1: <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs>
2: Come on, Don. You and Matt sang that at my wedding. You should know that
3: song really well. I don't remember that wedding.
1: <laughs> I just remember after the wedding. That was that was classic. That is a oh. podcast in and of itself, right but there, on, man. Jeremy. All right. Can I it, just sing it? Unresting, here's
2: the here's the answer. I, do I give Jeremy
0: another five count? Yeah, mm. you got to give him a five count. Pick a him, Jeremy. I just give it
1: give it a shot, man. Jeremy. He just dialed in. I I I don't know the name of it. All right,
2: good, stumped you, stumped you guys. The answer is immortal, invisible, God only wise, only wise, of course. Yeah. What is immortal, invisible, God only wise?
3: So never would have got that. I would. I did not know the name of that hymn.
0: The, I mean, I've has... probably
3: slugged it a million times, but I don't know. Uh,
0: so so here's here's the thing, man. I'm, I'm going to protest right off the bat. Week oh, one. Boy, here we Like go. You can't ask. Guy me. won. I cannot, he won. Didn't he I win? Cannot, yes. <laughs> yeah. I cannot do a music thing when I got other music playing in the background. I, I'm at a serious disadvantage. I cannot think that way.
3: Uh, we'll, we'll like, suck so it up, for, buttercup. Here, here, Let's go. Hey,
0: here's what I'm going to suggest. For music questions, we're talking about that. We don't play the Jeopardy background. To make it fair for me.
3: Uh, I, I say no. so Let's take a vote. Keep,
0: Don, Jeremy,
2: I, should we make it fair for Matt? No. What no. are you whistling Dixie for? Come on, man.
3: Keep the know. music. Keep the music.
2: I, I guess Matt has yep. been voted down. We gotta keep yep. the music keep, at all Keep us. the it. It's gonna help with that focus factor. Ah, Jeremy, ah, so what is keep the music? music. Focus factor. <laughs> <laughs> well uh, that was a great round one uh, of uh, T-Cubed. Guys, thank you for your participation.
0: Yeah, good stuff. That that was that was certainly fun, uh, Ryan. Thanks for putting it together. We look forward to uh, the upcoming episodes as well. So uh, we're going to transition into Fix Your Eyes. Uh, still on the topic of prayer, I want to just open it up to the group. Uh, looking at the Old Testament, what is your favorite either verse or passage on prayer in the Old Testament and why? So uh, we'll go in the order of Don, Jeremy, Ryan, uh, and then myself to close on out. So Don, uh, why don't you let us know favorite Old Testament uh, passage on prayer?
3: Well, this pr- this is actually a prayer. So I hope that counts. Will that count if it's a prayer like uh, the psalm? Is that what you're thinking? Or yeah, will, yeah, will that, yeah, will that yeah, suffice? Yeah,
0: well, yeah absolutely. <laughs>
3: okay. Well, I appreciate that. All right. So uh, Psalm 51. Uh, and this is actually the song, Psalm um, written by David, and this is after he had uh, com- committed adultery with Bathsheba, and it's a it's a famous Psalm. I've sung, I sang this, I sang this Psalm uh, at my senior recital in college, but um, uh, the uh, it's that Psalm. Uh, um, oh man, I lost it. Here it is. Restore the joy of my salvation and make me willing to obey you. Then teach, then I will teach your ways and, uh, to to rebels and they will return to you. Um, boy, just a powerful, powerful Psalm. I love this. The fact that he was in <laughs> uh, deep, uh, deep guilt. I can't imagine what this guy was going through and how he was able to pen these words is, is astounding to me. And, um, Pleading with God to wash him clean of of his guilt and purify him from his sin, uh, he recognized his rebellion and haunts me day and night. Um, just uh, just some amazing words that uh, um, I know that I've I've uh, looked to on occasion. So,
0: yeah, no, it's great. The man after God's own heart. Good to see him after the sin as well. Uh, so good stuff. And I'll also link these uh, passages or Bible verses in the description uh, so you guys can uh, take a look at them later on. So.
1: Uh, Jeremy. Don, I have to say, I was so hoping that you were going to say that you sang that at Ryan's wedding. That's what I was hoping you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know why. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I should have but, my, Might
2: All as well right. have been sung at my wedding, right? I probably, like, should, have, I sh- probably <laughs> yeah.
3: should have sung that after the wedding. Yes, I think I should have asked for forgiveness oh, after that wedding. <laughs>
1: that but, is yes. great. <laughs> anyway, so... I took the question a little bit differently. i didn't I didn't go after actually a specific prayer, although um, there is one that is recorded for us very clearly. um but I, I've done quite a bit of study and and just really enjoy um, Nehemiah as a book. and i am I am really just captivated by the fact that this guy was exiled, taken out of his homeland, and he was put in a place, a position of power, and really um, a close proximity to the king. and he had a great relationship. And in the first two chapters, actually maybe the first three chapters, uh, first two specifically, Nehemiah is, is dealing with a very, very difficult situation and some things that that could cost him, you know, more than um, what maybe he was willing to give away just personally, but because the Lord was with him. He, it just time and time again, there's this, this statement that Nehemiah just prayed. He prayed. And I don't think it was those prayers of, you know, l- length, I don't think it was I don't think it, there were prayers that were, um, you know, just o- o- ov- over the top, you know, trying to say every word right. I think it was just bow my head. What am I going to do, God? And mm-hmm. it was just that simple. And I can't tell you how many times that just comforts me to know that I can say that. And I have a God who listens to me and, and he'll he'll give me answers um, in the time of need. And in verse ten or chapter ten of that that book, they they do some some uh, they 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 he talks about the fact that there is a a prayer that they they just call God who He is. God, you are God, and you are God alone, and you are powerful, and you are awesome. And then they list a whole bunch of things that God is and what He's done for them. and and just it's a it's a radical change in their culture and a radical change to their um, to the way, way of living that they were accustomed to. And now they're being brought back as a, as a nation and it, they they consummate it with prayer. I, I just, I'm, I'm so thankful for those examples in the old Testament, n- not leaving the new Testament out, but just knowing that they had communion with God and um, it's just a blessing to me. So I like Nehemiah as my old Testament uh, kind of go-to. That's great. Thanks, Jeremy. Brian, how about you?
2: Yeah, it's interesting. I think we all had slightly different different takes on, on this assignment for Old Testament passage relating to prayer um, and what to share on that. Mine might be a little bit more towards, well, actually, I think mine's probably right in the middle of Don and Jeremy's. So I, I thought about this and, you know, you think about some of the famous verses that stand out in the Old Testament. Several of them are in Psalms. And of course, you got Second Chronicles seven fourteen. if my people, which are called by my name, humble themselves and pray. Um, so those are some good ones. There's the prayer of Jabez somewhere in there too, right? right? That, that became I was wondering pretty, if we would hear that mentioned. Yeah, that. that became pretty popular. So that crossed my mind and I, so I started thinking a little bit more. And I think, I think to me, my favorite passage on prayer goes to Daniel six, mm-hmm. when Daniel, because of being the man of prayer that he was, was cast into the lion's den. And so to me, what I see is a man so convicted and so understanding of the priority of prayer in his life, he was willing to risk his life um, to pray. Uh, that, that stands out supremely in the Old Testament to me. And so I, I, I looked at that again, and it's just amazing. Not only, not only what he did and what he risked to be able to have this time with God it, it, so others could see him. Um, but if you were to fast forward, that's Daniel 6, if you were to fast forward to Daniel 9, you really see a great prayer. Uh, Daniel 6 doesn't give any like lines that he says in those prayers. It just tells us what happened to him. The king was saddened to send Daniel to the lion's den, but certainly loved Daniel, a man of principle. But chapter 9, which doesn't get to me as much credit for Daniel's prayer life you really see the heart of somebody who is crying out to God on behalf of the nation of Israel. And uh, we've got several great examples of prayers in the New Testament, most of them from our, from our Lord. But uh, this is quite an example. I, I th- I'm, I'm convicted of uh, how can I make my prayer life more like this, where he acknowledges the greatness of God at the en- front end of Daniel 9. And then he gets into, we have really transgressed you, Lord. Uh, please have mercy on us. And it's more—it's more than just one or two quick statements, which I—I I tend to try—try try to do in my prayer. Uh, there, there is a lot of heart, uh, devotion, concern, um, and you—you you get really a, an understanding of his passion for prayer as well as his priority for prayer. Back in chapter six,
0: that's great, Daniel. Uh, what a what a man of God. Um, I went to uh, a psalm, um, a psalm that. Uh, it might have been one that one of John Piper's messages kind of kind of bore out in a way, uh, as I recall correctly. Uh, but it's Psalm 116 verses 12 and 13, and it says, "What shall I render to the Lord for all of His benefits toward me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord." And I just think it's a great uh, expression of dependence. You know, I mean, you know, he, sometimes we think, oh, I, God's done all this stuff for me. What do I, what can I do for Him? And I think you know, we certainly can serve Him, but the psalmist challenges us. We'll continue to ask for more help and, and we'll continue to depend on Him. That's that, that's how we that's how we best serve God, and I think that's a, a good challenge to us. So, just encourage ourselves and our listeners uh, lift up your cup of salvation and call in the name of the Lord. Uh, bring your requests before Him confessions, uh, adoration, praise, um, those types of things. So, um, really good thoughts on prayer from the Old Testament. The next episode, we will look at the New Testament. Then I think we'll come in for a landing. So maybe two more episodes on prayer. Uh, then we'll get into our next topic. Uh, just give you a heads up. All right. That is a wrap on episode 42 on this, the 24th day of October, year of our Lord, 2021. This was Six in the Mix, talking faith, family, sports, and politics. Find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast content. Review us and leave a comment. Visit our Facebook page at Six in the Mix Podcast and comment on what topics you'd like us to discuss. We are also on Twitter at Six in the Mix Pod. Join
3: us on our journey.